What's up guys, it's Young Medical Influencers and today we're gonna to talk about what technology you should be using in social media. What's up Greg, good morning. What's up Sammy, how you doing dude? I'm doing good, it's a beautiful Sunday. I, I, I actually, know we have work I actually, tomorrow. I actually can't see you right now. For those of you guys that are checking in on uh, audio podcast, Sammy's wearing a, a camo outfit for some reason. You can't see so, me? <laughs> anyways. You can't I'm see invisible. Um, <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna jump right into it today. Let's so it. what I wanted to talk about today was what you need to get started on social media. Do you need that expensive camera, the mirrorless display, the DSLR? Do you need drones, GoPros, microphones? Are these necessary or are these just useful? So let's get started with the the, the basic thing. I think everyone agrees that on social media you need some form of a camera. So Sammy, do you think, do you need that DSLR? Do you need, I mean, on what's, what do you, what do you film your YouTube videos on? Okay. So, so we're talking about them. I guess it depends for me. It depends on what level you're at. I think if you're just starting out, you can take your iPhone camera, you can film yourself, you can set up a tripod on your iPhone and just talk to the camera, use its internal audio, and I think you'll be fine. That's a great way to start out. However, something has to be said about quality of audio, quality of lighting, quality of picture, because when you have a really nice picture quality, you're already at a bigger advantage than the person who's using less picture quality. So when you yeah, ask me what I, definitely I agree. and when you ask me what I use for my YouTube, I mean I do use a DSLR camera because I have that available to me. Do I have the best DSLR camera? No. So uh, I mean, what do you think? What are you using right that, now? That's a really good point. So when I first started, um, I had I had a DSLR camera because I needed it for <clears throat> I needed it for dentistry, but I didn't have any specific um, lens or mic or lighting. So I just set it up on a tripod and I let it run. And then as I was working on it, I realized I'm like, you know what? Like I can't hear myself that well. I hear the traffic in the background. So I went and I bought, I'm actually rocking the Rode mic on top of it, the middle one, not the most expensive, but not the cheapest. So that worked really well for me. And then, you know, the more I used it, I'm like, you know, I'm getting shadows. So then I went and I got a light. So it's one of these things where it's like, do you need that? No, absolutely not. But as you get more and more into it, it's kind of like everything we do in life. I mean, we're, we're all professionals, so we strive to be the best at what we are. So you're sitting there, it's not like my subscribers were like, yo, I need you to get a mic or I need you to get a light. No, it's just me. I wanted it to look better. So I went and I got those things. Um, but lighting's, lighting is incredible. Lighting is so, so important. I think more important, you can shoot on the iCam. You can shoot on the iPhone and have really, really good results if you have the right lighting. And I think if you have poor lighting, you can shoot with the world's best camera and you will not get good results. So yeah, I, so. I, I think I, I totally agree with that. I think um, if you have poor lighting, it can make the video look like just complete, complete shit. It, it would just look absolutely horrible. Uh, and if you have right. good lighting, like a soft box or something, then you look better. And it also makes you feel better when you're posting a video about yourself. You wanna look your best self. Um, so what type of lighting are you using right now? Are, are you using a softbox? Are you using the ring light? Some people have those ring lights where they put in the camera yeah. and you can see it in their eyes. I mean, what do you think is can the you best see it in type my of eyes? lighting? Oh, are you using I'm, using, I'm actually using the ring light, yeah. So I, right now I have two umbrella lights that are kind of aimed at me at a 45 degree angle. Those aren't necessary and I actually don't even think they're making a difference, but you know what? I, I have them, so I'm trying to use them. 
and I my biggest my baby is my ring light. That thing is incredible. It lights up the room. It lights up the room really really well. And I also behind it have natural lighting. So I think I'm kind of overdoing it right now. Um, but you know <laughs> if you're trying to film at night, you definitely need at least a ring light. Um, they have the ring lights. I'll, I'll link it in the description of this podcast. Well, I'll link everything I talked about in the description of this podcast actually. But the ring light that I purchased um, had it's like a, a nice big one, so you can fit your DSLR actually in it. Um, you can have they have mounts for iPhones, but the way we're recording this podcast, I think Sam and I both have the same um, camera. We're using just a webcam. It's like a 1080p uh, Logitech webcam. It's like the the 920 or something like that. It's not the highest end, but it's sufficient. You just want to have good enough quality that it it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Um, but what do you use for lighting? Are you using anything particular right now? So, okay, so, you know, once again, I think the most important lighting is natural lighting. Um, just So just using natural outdoor light filming when it's light outside. But like you said, that can be limiting. If, it's, if there's no natural light, then you have to rely on your other light sources. So, yeah, I use, right. like a, I use a little soft box. It's basically a high-powered, I think, like LED light. I'll put the link to it in the description. But basically, it has a little filter on the top. It... it evenly distributes the light across the room and it and it illuminates my face uh well enough where you can see me clearly because if you have dark images it starts to get pixelated and you can't see yeah uh, the person clearly he really so. looks bad i tried doing that in my early videos and photos and it just it just doesn't look good it really doesn't but when it comes to the camera do you would you recommend if someone like let's say they're getting started on like on Instagram, do you think Instagram needs to be shot with a DSLR or do you think iPhone is enough for like photos on Instagram? Yeah, so um, Instagram, so now we're talking about like photos and stuff like that. You know what? No, you, because now you have the iPhone 10 and they have that uh, portrait mode, I think. Is the that what portrait it's called? Mode. Portrait mode. So the now you're starting mode? to get, yeah, you're starting awesome. to get that depth of field where you can yeah. get the person in frame and then blur out everything else in the background. And that's yeah. the beauty of the DSLR. That's why everyone's trying to go to DSLR because they want that quality where you see the product mm -hmm. clearly, the person, and then blur out everything. So I think even now, I think some big Instagram accounts, that's what they're, it's portable. You take your iPhone rather than carrying I, yeah, a bulky exactly. DSLR camera. Like, what do you think? And you know what? The main thing about so being on Instagram is you just you have to be always on it, right? You have to always just be putting stuff out there. And if you are using a DSLR, you're gonna limit yourself. You're not gonna, if it's in your pocket, you just pull it out, snap a story, and stay relevant. You know. So I I I'm a huge advocate. Um, what's it called? Instagram. It should be done with a camera because you ha that's the purpose of it. Don't overcomplicate it. YouTube. Do you mean a, Do you mean an iPhone or a camera? iPhone. Did okay, I say gotcha. camera? You said camera. <laughs> yeah, I, Instagram should definitely be done on a iPhone. Sorry. Now, if you're hopping onto like YouTube, I still think that the iPhone is sufficient. And I think that a lot of people actually, you know, vlog and do everything with their iPhone. Um, I actually have some of my videos. I have a vlog that everyone commented on being really good. I shot that on my iPhone. Not even the X. I shot it on like the success that I had before this. It worked out fine. But if you're trying to get out there and really stick out, I think that you should definitely have some sort of a, at least a microphone if you're explaining content, um, ideally like a DSLR. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I think that if, if you're, if you're going to use a camera as an excuse for not producing, stick with the iPhone and just go. Don't, so, don't use it as a crutch. So I like, I like how you kind of, you mentioned the, the microphone, something we haven't uh, touched upon yet. Um, and I mean, what do you think about 
audio? Is audio even important? I know there's some people out there that have thousands of dollars of audio equipment just just to capture uh, the voice clearly. But is it efficient enough yeah. to use um, an iPhone? And what about like if there's wind outside? I mean, can you talk to me a little bit about what do you use for your audio equipment? I, I think audio is something that if you have an extremely expensive setup, no one cares. But if you don't have any setup, everybody cares. So like if you're recording and there is that in the background, the traffic, the honks, people talking, that will make people very, very annoyed and likely to not either subscribe, follow, or any of those things. I think that's a huge disaster. Um, but if you get something like Simple, I had this cheapo one off Amazon. It was like 30 bucks. It worked okay for the time being, but I lived um, on a traffic street when I was filming a lot of my videos and every honk that went by, every car that revved its engine, it picked that up instead of me. Drove me nuts. I was like, you know what? Let's just go one step up. And I got the road, um, the middle tiered one. Now for this podcast, I got a specific standalone like Yeti mic because the other one doesn't really have a stand, doesn't have the direction. So I figured, you know, it's a podcast. Audio quality is king in this. So get yourself a mic. It doesn't have to be the one that's out of this world. But realize if you're filming something that's like where there's wind, like if you're trying to film outside, you need a microphone. It's not like an option because that's going to totally murder your quality. Granted, I so, mean, you're really good at this, but post-processing is really important too. Yeah. So let me ask you this, you know, where, I mean, I'm just curious, where do you rank technology in the spectrum of important things? Like we're talking about content, technology, um, audience, demographic, uh, community. I mean, where do you, where do you put technology in all the things Technolo that make a social media important? Hmm. I'd put it on the bottom third, to be honest with okay. you. I think that it's, it's definitely ranked. Um, but I don't think it's more important than your content. I think your content is super important, but granted your content is limited by how good your quality is. So you can't say that, you know, you can't say that, oh, I have a, I'm shooting with a flip phone, you know, but I have really good content. No one's going to care because it's painful to watch almost. Right. But I think yeah. that it definitely, the difference between good and great isn't as substantial as your content. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that it makes a huge impact? So the way I look at it, I think of like some people out there that just are have such interesting content that it doesn't matter what they're filming with because it's so entertaining. People are watching, but you know, it, right. all things have to line up. Your your content has to be good. And, you know, it, it, you want it to be excellent, but sometimes it's good. And then if you have good technology with it, and then you have good audio, then now you're putting a package that can be distributed to people and people can listen to it and, they, and they're, they're enjoying it. So I think you have to, you have to, that's a really good you point. have to put all things together and you have to create a package that is entertaining, that's educational, the content's good, and also the technology is good. So I think that's, yeah. that's where I stand I with that. So let's, let's hear your, let's hear your ranking. Camera, lighting, audio. What do you think? Is, what do you rank those? Oh my God, that is so hard. You know what? I think... I'm gonna go with lighting, lighting, audio, camera. I would probably do lighting, camera, and then audio because I think audio in post production you can um, 
you can distort it, you can make it sound better. But lighting, if your lighting is, if you don't have good lighting at the beginning, in post-production, it doesn't matter. You can't fix it. That's so but if, true. You know, so if true. you're overexposed or you have a lot, if you're there's too much light on your face, you can color saturate it. You can take the blues and the yellows and you can make yourself look good. So, you know, I, I think I think that maybe is a good segue to that's, that's, ed- that's, editing yeah. software. What do you use for post-processing? Yeah, yeah that was so, about to ask you. So how about this? Why don't we start with, you know, because I think we both use like Final Cut Pro. We use some advanced software. But what about for the person who's just starting? Do you like when you're no making need. videos, do you need all that, you know, jazz? I don't think so. I, I really don't. I know a lot of people that just use like iMovie or whatever comes with the computer. There really isn't the need to go crazy with your post-processing in the beginning. Granted, as you move along, you're going to start having things that you want to achieve that you just can't with the quality of what is provided, right? So you're going along and you want to do something that's above the pay grade of iMovie. Then you're going to start dabbling into like Final Cut. That's kind of how I transitioned. I didn't start off with this crazy editing software, right? Personally, I love Final Cut. It does what I want it to do and more and sometimes too much more. You know, sometimes I'm overcomplicating my life by trying to make my my editing that much higher. But do you, do you think that Final Cut or like um, Premiere Pro or do you think those things are necessary for the new? Do you think so, that it, it's a steep learning curve, right? So I think this, I think first of all, like if we go way back, back to when I was in sixth grade making making movies, I started with like Windows Media Player. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, like, right? It was Windows Media or it was like, or like iMovie was just horrible and like, I think yeah. the key is is just to pick up whatever you can do. Start with free software. Yeah, you know, start with what you have. Free software. Understand how to cut a clip, how to stitch clips together, and just learn. And then I think that anyone can learn anything on YouTube. I didn't know anything about Final Cut Pro. By the way, for those yeah. those of you out there who don't understand, Final Cut Pro, Adobe Premiere, these are video editing softwares that we can edit uh, our video and make it look good, stitch it together, put like subtitles and stuff. That's what we're using today. I'm using Final Cut Pro. Greg uses Final Cut Pro. And there's so many programs yeah. out there. But I but think what I'm trying no to say is... there is need to use something that much. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to use it. I think look for whatever is available. There's free software out there. Go to the app store, type in video editing software, download it, and then learn on it. Go to YouTube. Uh, you know, watch videos about how people are doing it. It's going to take you two days to cut a clip which now takes us one second and then once you learn that it's going to take you one second so it's all about just educating yourself and starting the process i mean what do you think the thing is is we talk about we're on social media to educate you know other people but there are other people that are on social media to educate us so take advantage of it as a resource if i don't know how to do something when i'm editing i i just hop over to youtube and there's demos and it's so quick you know you learn so fast but there's something to be said that if you're filming on your iphone which what we're that's what we're recommending there are editing softwares that are just apps you just mix them up chop it up put them all together on your phone you don't even need a computer right so i guess i guess the big big take home is if you're using technology as a crutch and a reason to not get started ignore that whole belief just do something Because you know what? You don't know what you don't know, right? So you're going to start and you're going to film and say, ah, you know what? I don't know how to get this lighting right. You're going to go on YouTube. You're going to learn about lighting. You're going to purchase the light. Like, oh, the lighting looks great now. But the audio is off. How do I fix the audio? Then you develop. That's how you develop. And it doesn't, the cost shouldn't be the factor. 
Yeah. So let me say this because I expect there to be an audience of people who are just starting out. And I also expect there to be an audience who may know a little bit more. Let's start with photos. I mean, what type of photo editing software are you using right now? How do you change exposure, change the saturation? Are you using something advanced or what are you, what are you doing right now? To be honest with you, I take my, I take all my photos. Okay. Different. My photos of myself, I just take on my iPhone. My patient photos, I shoot my DSLR because I have it in the clinic, right? But the ones I'm doing on my phone, I edit using, what is it called? I'm going to pull it up really yeah, quick. It it's up. just called Snapseed. It's a free Snapseed? app on the iPhone. Yeah, yeah it's I'm gonna great. Download that. And you can just do some like healing effects and some like things like that. Filter-wise, I just try to stick with the same filter on Instagram. I don't let it overwhelm it, but I put a little bit so that all my photos kind of look similar. I mean... I'm not the pro at this. There are a lot of people that I want to bring on to this podcast that are phenomenal at making their Instagram look, you know, similar and like it, make it look like all the photos are kind of shot in the same setting. That way, when you look at their gallery, it looks great. But when I'm editing photos just like on the go, I just use the app. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Just do it, write up my caption. I get annoyed of writing the caption on the phone because it kind of gets <laughs> redundant. I type it on my computer and I just shoot it to myself and I upload that. Um, but now photos on the computer, totally different beast. I use Photoshop and I, I, I think it's the software to use. You don't have to use it, but I think that software, uh, I think Photoshop is really easy to do small things with and really hard to do complicated things with, but the learning curve for the complicated things is really steep, but to do simple things like cropping and changing the brightness contrast, it's, it's relatively simple and there's thousands if not millions of videos on YouTube teaching you how to do just that. Yeah, so Photoshop's an, an incredible software. I think for anyone who's really wants to take editing photos, adding captions, changing contrast, making like a unique image, you have to get Photoshop. I think it's about, what is it, 300? I think it's $300 on the App Store if you're a MacBook user. I'm not sure, can Windows people use Photoshop? They can, I, I think Windows actually started Uh, I think final uh, Photoshop actually started as a Windows software, if I'm not mistaken. And then I don't I think that um, it's great for editing. And I I have to give some homage to Illustrator because that's my primary not editing software, but I use Adobe Illustrator almost the same, if not more than Photoshop. And it's not for editing per se, but like if you want to do logos and branding, we'll talk about that in another video, but you know, the logo for this podcast was made on illustrator. Yeah. The you logo did awesome. for my own channel all on illustrator because it's vectors and it's very, it's simple art for the artists you draw on there, but on Photoshop you edit. That's kind of the mindset that I have. If you want to create illustrator, if you want to edit Photoshop. And I would just say one, one extra point and then we'll be done with the, uh, post-process editing. Um, one thing I've started using now is, uh, it, it, I believe it's Lightroom. Lightroom, it, that's also a very easy program now, to start using. I've never using. used Lightroom, is it? So it's what really easy it, to use. What do you use Lightroom it, for? So Lightroom is just purely for batch editing photos, making like exposure, contrast. It's a, it's like Photoshop, but it's li- purely dedicated to like changing the contrast of photos, making it look really good. You can focus, radio oh, focus, linear focus. It's it's an amazing program. And, and you know, Greg talks about Illustrator. I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of information on Illustrator, but I'm learning. I'm going on YouTube. I'm learning Illustrator, After Effects. I want to learn After Effects, how to make logos. I mean, once here's the deal. I, just to everyone listening, I think this is really important. If you learn the the software, you spend three hundred dollars on on Final Cut Pro, or you spend a little bit of time. It's much cheaper than paying a marketing person five thousand yeah. dollars to yeah. do it. 
over and over again. You're gonna spend probably $100,000 on marketing over the span of your lifetime unless you learn to do it yourself. It's a nominal fee and, you know, and then and you're you know in control. Why. Yeah, and that's, that's the key. You're in control. You know, you get these marketing experts and they have the way of doing something and that's their style, but it's not necessarily your style. And what you'll notice is, yeah, it might look great for you, but if you start looking at all the different companies that use the same person, marketing person, they all look similar. And you know what? You lose it. You lose your edge as an individual. And we guys like it or not, we live in an era of personal branding. Yeah, preach. We live in an era of personal branding. And it's critical that when you're putting something out there, it's you. It's not someone else's vision of who you are. It's truly you. So I think there's a lot to be said about all of these things, how you film, how you edit, how you light up the room that speaks to how you are granted. Like we've said in other videos, you don't have to stay the same. You have to adapt, okay. but you have to be you. Let me just right? give a little, a little anecdote because I don't, I really want people to, to understand this point. There are people producing websites out there that will charge like me as a dentist, charge $5,000, $10,000 to make a website. Five, dude, it, I've heard that it's 50 grand some websites nowadays. 50 grand for like, if you're, yeah, like if you're doing really amazing. And so like, and guess what? They take the same template and they, they go to all these dentists in your area and they make the same exact website for everyone and it yeah. looks exactly the same. And then you don't even know it how to use great. it. It looks great, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it looks great, but it looks the same. And people know that, they're looking yeah. at it's like, oh my God, this looks the same, like there's no style. And I think it's important, yeah. you wanna express yourself exactly how you wanna express yourself. It takes a long time mm -hmm. to figure out how to do it, but once you understand it and you have the power, the tools are in your hands, then you have full mm -hmm. control and there's nothing better than having full control over the content that you put out there for your business, for your personal brand, for anything. So I'm really like, no you know, I'm gonna, passionate no gonna, about No it. one's gonna care. Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna care about your website or your videos as much as you do. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, so really, really quick, few things I just wanna touch on as extras. I don't think these are by any means necessary, but I think it's really important. Sammy, where do you think like, I don't know, all the excessive things stand. Like, do you think like the drones, the gimbals, the music in the background of videos? Do you, I mean, the music in the background is a little more important, but do you think that these have a place in the beginner's realm? Can you start with it? Or is it something that you should grow to? Or is it something that's just, just for fun if you, it's elective almost? You know what? There's there's so many fun tools out there, and this that that get from you and I. I think we get excited about like drone footage yeah. flying through a mountainside <laughs> and like cool music, like electronic music in the background, and and like like you said, I think you just recently got a gimbal, a stable a gimbal for for those of you that don't know, it stabilizes your footage, so you get this beautiful like one scene where it just it slowly pans up and it's it gives you beautiful yeah. footage. So, um. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start out with all these specialty video because you have to right. understand the basics before going into like a specialty field. Like the drone, if you don't understand how to compose a shot, then you're just gonna fly a drone into a tree. You don't even know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's just not gonna look good. Oh yeah, like that one time in dental school when I bought <laughs> a drone for, I, side story, I bought a drone for Sammy for his birthday. And then I was like, let's go outside and try it. So he drives, he goes up like one foot. I'm like, come on, man, man up. Let me, I took the drone, I fly it up high. The wind comes and I get it stuck in a tree. Day, not even day one. 
three day minutes one, day one hour drone. day one hour he takes <laughs> he takes his gift to me exactly. a drone and crashes it and i'm like i'm not dealing with this i leave he spends like the whole rest of the day and mind you there, there's still school going on he just ditches school and takes a fishing pole to try and get out and yeah guess what we never worked that drone again just so you guys know <laughs> but, i got yeah. it down it just didn't work anyways <laughs> That's that's besides the point. But drones are cool. Like I don't I don't personally have a nice drone. Sammy, you have like what what drone do you have? So I, I have a drone. I have um it's a it's a basic DJI. It's a standard version. Didn't cost me much. You know how many times I've used it? Maybe like ten times in my life. But it's a tool. And if I go on vacation, you know, and I want to show the scenery, I can use that tool, and it can look really good. So yeah. you know um. So I think That's it's cool. cool tools to have. I don't think it's good for the beginner, but I think if you're more advanced, you want to have photography tools at your disposal, then go ahead and experiment with it. This is a nominal cost than paying someone else to do it for you. Yeah, no, that's definitely so, yeah. true. But I guess anyways, it goes back to that concept of paying someone else. Yeah, and then, so... Um, you, the last ahead. thing I want... Oh, sorry. Go, go No, go ahead. It's you. So the last thing I wanted to touch on is basically the, the, the music and the background sounds because I think that that's something that's really it really stepped my game up from being okay to good because there's a lot of like dullness in the videos where there's just this background like static very light but a very light static and putting music into it was awesome but I had a terrible 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 time trying to find audio that was appropriate for my video that was also copyright friendly and not going to get slammed down and Sammy, you recommended some awesome resources. So can you share that with some of the listeners? Absolutely. So music copyright is one of those things that if you're a YouTuber and you want to put music on there, you can't just pick out any song and put it over your video because they will either take your video down or you won't be able to monetize it later on in your life. Um, so, or they'll mute you, which is even worse. Or they'll mute you. So it just destroys the video. Yeah. And I've had some videos I made where I, ma I made that mistake early on. So anyways, the software that uh, I found is called Epidemic Sounds. So, uh, we'll post that down below in the description. And it gives you, you have to pay a fee. Like I think, what is it, Greg? Fifteen dollars a month. It's fifteen a month, but yeah, it's fifteen yeah, a so, month. So it's fifteen a month, but you have this wide selection of amazing music that you can underlie um, your videos with. And music, it just gives you another way to express yourself. It's expressivity. It gives you another way to share. Like this is my music. This is my style. And it's you know all of my videos except probably this podcast. <laughs> it's gonna have an yeah. underlying. Uh, music in it so i mean how do you look at music enhancing your video experience for your uh, braces explained youtube series so i definitely use it i mean for parts where i'm just showing things it's really boring if there's no sound um in the beginning i just used to like google search like free copyright free like um, royalty free music and i would just search on websites and they have some but there's no way to like find the right type like the it's either going to be like with audio and so, I'm sorry, with like vocals and you don't want vocals. You want an instrumental. So it's really, really hard. And this place is, it gives it, you got me on there actually and paying the monthly fee on there because I think it's worth it. But you recommended, doesn't YouTube have some free ones that you used to show yes. me? Oh, yeah. So when I first started way back in the day, I didn't know anything about this. So YouTube provides copyright free music. I believe you type in Google YouTube music policy. If not, we'll put it down in the description and you can use their music if you're just starting out. It's completely free. You don't have to pay anything. Now, the music is yeah. it the best. No, it's not the best. It's kind of the music's a little bit weird. It takes a long time to find a style that you might like, but it's free and that's great. 
and you can use it. So yeah. you don't need that. Shouldn't be a limiting factor when you want to put music into your videos. So, all right, yeah. Sammy. I think that all this advice that we gave was really great. I think the bottom line take-home message is just get started. You'll get the technology. You'll get the software. You'll get things as you move along, and always stay curious as to how to improve and how to take your video experience or your photo experience or your, any experience to the next level. The fact that you're on this podcast means that you are already taking the first step of what you need. And I think that that's awesome. So um, let me I think add, the next. Yeah. No, go ahead. Talk about what we're talking about next. So I think the next thing we should talk about is trying to, once you got all your technology and are ready to get started, it's how to develop a brand and how to define an audience that will be receptive to that brand, right? Because I think that's that's something that's incredibly challenging and I don't think I could speak highly enough of it or enough really to the level. It's almost just trying to go out there and chalk an approach, put it out, see what you get back. And I think that that's gonna be a really interesting discussion between Sammy and I. If you guys have any you know, positive comments about this podcast or are interested in something that we haven't touched on yet or in upcoming videos, I think please leave them in the comments below. Wherever you found this podcast, this video, please share it. And if you find that it's useful, let other people know. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but Sam, you have anything in closing? Well, Greg, you know, I, I think we uh, we ended on a on a book recommendation last time. How about we do a Netflix show that you enjoy? So what Netflix show are you watching right now? You know what? I'm in the middle of one right now. I'm not a huge Black Mirror fan. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Checking, <laughs> I, I took it right out of your hands. That new one that has an interactive approach, I think that that's really taking, like we were talking about today, taking it to the next level. For you that haven't, for you guys that haven't watched it, it's a new episode of Black Mirror on Netflix, and it has decided your own journey. So you click, it'll ask you a question like, "Do you want to eat this cereal or that cereal?" And you pick one, and the storyboard changes accordingly. It's really neat, and I just jacked yours Netflix. That's okay. So it's by the way, it's a Bandersnatch for those of you interested. Bandersnatch. It's a little bit different, um, but interactive experience is pretty awesome. Either way, um, guys, I really enjoyed this conversation. Greg, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So, Doctor Sammy, over and out. You just jacked my Dr. Greg. <laughs> out. I'll see you guys next time. See ya.